0: Hey, good day to you! Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here in the studio, um, also known as my truck. (laughs) About to head out to work, and uh, had some things on my on my heart I wanted to share this morning. I've got to read a couple things um, before I drive out to give a little context to what I want to say. Um, This is John chapter twenty. Jesus, of course, has been crucified. The empty tomb. Uh, Jesus is talking to Mary, saying, "Stop clinging to me. I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go to everybody else. Tell them, tell them what I'm going to do." Um, So she, Mary Magdalene, goes back and she announces to the disciples, "I've seen the Messiah." And, and then he, she reiterates what he told her to the other followers. And so, let's just pick up there. This is going to be real brief um, for the sake of time. Well, let's skip all the way down. Okay, so Jesus has this interaction with his disciples. Thomas is there. And, of course, we know he gives the invitation, if you will, to touch his side. Um he he actually asks Thomas to touch him and I find this interesting and I don't know if this is where we're going to go today. But I I was talking with my wife in light of this this morning. Um just some things I was praying into this morning about just kind of the 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 now circumstances of my life and somewhere buried within that that I don't really claim to understand quite yet is this mystery that in this exact same instance in John chapter 20, Jesus tells one to leave him alone. Stop grabbing me. Stop clinging to me in my present condition. Okay, He reveals himself to her, which is clear. She responds, calls him teacher. But he says, Stop clinging to me. Before that, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, of course, thinks that Yeshua, Messiah, in his risen condition, is the gardener. And, like, there's nowhere in the text specifically, let's just look real specific, where Mary comes up and, like, thrusts herself upon him and physically clings to him. She just says, In Hebrew, Rabboni, teacher, it's you. She identifies Yeshua for who he is, who he was in that present condition. And he says, stop clinging to me. I've not yet ascended to the Father. And then just moments later, he is with Thomas, who's, of course, doubting, unless I see, unless I touch, after eight days, his disciples were there and Thomas was there with them. Jesus comes strolling through the wall and says, peace be with you. Oh, oh, okay. oh boy. Thank, can you tell me that again? I'm kind of freaked out right now. You just walked through the wall. Peace be with you. Okay. And he, again, according to the text specifically, he directly addresses Thomas. Reach your finger here. See my hands. Be believing instead of unbelieving. Thomas says, My Lord, my God, identified Yeshua Messiah. Jesus says, Because you've seen me, you've believed. Is that why? But blessed are those. I added the but because that's how I read it. That's how I would say it's insinuated. Blessed are they who do not see and yet believed. Okay, so I want to just read the next couple of verses, and this is where I, I feel like we'll springboard today. Many other signs, miracles, wonders, things performed by the hand of Yeshua Messiah. Therefore, he also performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written, everything that preceded, these have been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, the Christ, and that believing you may have life in his name. And I'm not even going to get hung up on in his name, but like again, I read that, and I and, and not by being deliberate now, I'm not trying to force this name business. But when I read anything in the account of the Scriptures, whether it's about Yeshua, the Son, or about Yahweh, God, Eternal Father, and the power and the specification of the name, I'm struck by the importance. Believing you may have life in His name, and I will just insert this again and then we will quickly shuffle on. We have been told His name. Yahweh God revealed His name. He spoke to an angel, through an angel to mankind, you shall name Him Yeshua. It is this name, y'all. There is a name, a specific name that we may have life by and through. Okay? And so I just want to think about, I want to talk about some things out of many other signs, miracles Jesus performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these, everything we've been given in the accounts and the records of Yeshua, Messiah, Emmanuel, God in the flesh as man, these have been written that you may believe. Alright, now I'm gonna start my truck and we're gonna go on down the road here. And here's the thing I'm thinking this morning. And I'm just gonna be as transparent as I know how. As I buckle up for safety. Click it or tick it, right? Okay, so I'm just gonna be honest, right? Okay, three weeks and today's three weeks and a few days. Uh, my wife and I were immersed, baptized. And oh my gosh, I, I shared to great lengths about that. Just the, the the experience that that was, that it not just again was not just symbolic or uh, signifying something that had already been, I believe scripturally and in my own understanding and firsthand um, experientially living it, much, much more took place in us that day. If you've not listened to our accounts of our immersion, baptism, I would encourage you to go back to listen. Whether you know us or not, I would believe that it's very encouraging. We've had a lot of conversations with people about it who have listened, who obviously weren't a part of it, um, and it spurred some very interesting dialogue. Um, I believe because of the life within it, like, it's not just what it was, but but what it has done in us, and even what it will continue to do in days ahead. It, it, it just, man, it just literally moved us an enti- into an entire different arena of maturity and change and transformation. But this morning, I just wanted to share how I've just really been, the last... I don't know, five or six days probably, I've had to really push through those tendencies to just kind of be okay, and and I don't want to just say coast, because that can conjure up a bunch of different things for different people, so I want to be specific, but I would say for for the two plus weeks, well, the two weeks at least for sure, following our immersion, Man, I just felt electrified. Like, no kidding. Like, I don't know. I want to be careful again the words I use. I just felt, I felt spiritually vibrant, like I have felt before now, but in a different level, in a different way, from a different place, positionally from a different place, in my own understanding. Based upon what supernatural work took place in us in those baptismal waters. And man, it was like another world. Well, the last five or six days, in all honesty, and again, just being transparent, have not been like that. I've just not been walking in that super place. I'm not in sin. I'm not being ruled and reigned by a yoke of slavery to sin. And that's, that's where, that's what's really piqued my interest. I'm not in rebellion. I'm, I'm getting up and seeking the face of the Lord every morning. I'm studying His Word. I'm interacting with other believers. And like that has actually been increased. I mean, that's, that's been in greater measure than in days past. And so there's a lot of things going on that have continually positioned me to walk out in continuity the clear conscience reality that I entered into in baptism. You know, it's the appeal for a clear conscience before Yahweh God. Like, for us, it's an appeal to say, like, I have faith, and I don't want to get down this road again because everything I speak on seems to go back to this seed of faith, the Abrahamic faith, covenantal reality that culminated in Messiah, in the vow that I joined myself with, every single thing in my life goes back to that, and I'm thankful for that. But I, got, I have to realize that every time I speak, I can't go there for the sake of being repetitive. But from that place of clear conscience, I am facing now the last several days of like, I'm just not feeling it from a different perspective, from a unique, clear perspective. Well, I'm not just being lazy. I'm sure not disinterested. I'm not disconnected from fellowship with believers. I'm not just going into a cycle of sin and self and laziness. Okay, so, Lord, what is this that I'm in? What am I feeling, sensing Or not feeling and not sensing, however we would like to call it. Well, I keep coming back to my sufficiency. There is a sufficiency to be had in the here and now in my identity in Yeshua Messiah. I am in Him. All things I now need, lack, I now possess in Him. They are already here, okay? Like, there is something in a deeper place of my understanding and of my confidence. And see, here's the thing. Normally in the seasons of my life, for years and years and years, is I get to these plateaus, I get to these places, I get to these spiritual peaks, and when I'm not on a peak, I can literally feel myself come down, and I get... I can't even say discouraged, but I just moved to a place that is like lesser in my assessing of who I am, what I'm doing, what the Lord is saying, His nearness. Let's just simply call it, I see it as incorrectly lesser. And well, what am I talking about in this passage I just read? Is there something within the the spiritual principle that, Even in the scriptural account in Luke, or in any of the Gospels for that matter, there has been enough written down for us to believe. There has been enough written down for us to walk out in faith and stability to carry us into the Christ life reality. Like as, I, as I, I th- I'm thinking of a certain individual this morning during my prayer and as I go out today, and so when I read this text, it's like, all right, there is enough written for that man to know Yeshua Messiah. There has been enough recorded. That is a scriptural truth. It is factual. There is enough recorded for man, any man, to believe, for any man to be found joining himself into Yeshua Messiah, there has been enough given. There's been enough exposed, revealed, recorded, and so what I'm saying is, even within that, which applies to a whole nother, fas- like facet of my life, evangelism or whatever we want to brand it. I would just likely, I just like to say, the seed carrying responsibility, the what I shared weeks ago, uh, the unction, the, the drive to cast the seed that is within me, the eternal seed of the kingdom. And so that's applicable in so many different ways. But for me individually, there is enough. There is enough that has already been recorded in my own life now. If our lives were individually books, if you will, there has already been enough written in me, upon me, upon the tablets of my heart for me to believe in faith today, for me to be established in absolute confidence and assurance today that this is true. And let's even connect that to um, Yeshua revealing himself post-resurrection. Okay, he goes to one, hey, don't touch me, I've not yet ascended. There's some holiness here. There's some some things you can't quite understand going on in this little in-between place right now. Go on. But then when he goes to the disciples, he himself, in the same condition now, invites the Thomas, doubter, to stick his hand in his side. Touch me have at me. It's okay. I want you to believe. I want you to believe. Could we not say that Mary Magdalene, maybe she already believed. Maybe she saw him. Boom. Recognition of the son. Oh, oh, Rabbani. Oh, teacher. It's you. Identification. All right. Now don't cling to me. Go on. Go tell everybody else, which she did which led us to Thomas saying, "Man, I'd have to see it myself." Well, that's what Mary Magdalene did. She saw for herself. So Jesus comes, reveals himself because that's what he does and still does today. All right, it's all right, Thomas. I'm right here. Touch me. Have at me. I'm real. This is really happening. Okay? So, like, that is true for us today, friends. That's true for us today. God is not afraid of us coming to Him. I was reading the text earlier this morning just about asking anything. In what? In the name. In the name. In the name. And it's done. Friends, do you walk like that? And I mean, put on the shelf everything you want in this vapor of a life. I'm not talking about that. I'm not even talking about godly things in the natural temporal. I'm talking about supernatural spiritual things outside of yourself. Outside of you gaining anything. Outside of personal benefit. I mean, what are we giving ourselves to? In faith and expectation of that promise, of that truth, and then of Yeshua, Jesus, Messiah, mediator, high priest, now, right now, right this second, and right this second, and right this second, do you get what I'm saying? Interceding for you before the mercy seat of eternal Yahweh God the Father. Y'all, this is incredible stuff now This is stuff we should be meditating on throughout our day. Do we know what meditation is? Friends, you're meditating on something. Let me take a wild guess. You're meditating on relationships. You're meditating upon your business. You're meditating upon your future plans. You're meditating upon your natural demands and requirements. In this life, now those things are right and good and necessary. Of course, we're not saying abandon life to a place of being ridiculous where you don't handle your responsibilities rightly. But what I'm saying is what are we meditating on? What are we deliberately giving ourselves to with the mind of Christ on and activated in our life? These eternal matters. While I'm running a 1,400 RPM buffer on a car today, I will be thinking about these things. I will be meditating on me putting my hand into the side of Yeshua Messiah and saying, oh, I believe. I believe it. It's you, Lord. I see it. I see it. Thank you. You are true. You are right. You are real. What does that mean for me today? How does that change me today in the here and now? It's no casual reading. It's no three-point sermon to say, put your hand in Jesus' side if you don't believe today, doubting Thomas. Oh, gosh, no. we got to move past first grade. We've got to move on. We've got to move up. We have to mature. Well, and that gets me right back to my point, and I'll start moving towards a conclusion. God is maturing me. And I say this to encourage you, to challenge you, should you need it. I'm maturing. I'm not stopping. I'm not slowing down. I'm not saying, well, that was an awesome season. Thank you, Jesus. Moving on now. Ho-hum. No way. No way. No way. How do we become believers who are men of faith? faith has nothing to do with how i feel today faith has nothing to do with whether or not i feel a spiritual buzz no way no way no way but here's the problem in in today's condition on some level for me it still does and i'm but i'm not going to stay there i'm not going to set up a place to sit down and be in any way okay with that And what is that? That's the gift of faith. Man, while I was praying this morning in that place, from that position, I was like, oh God, just would you give me the gift of faith? Your gift of faith, the the ancient way, God. The substance, right? My wife and I talk about this, I would say, almost every day. The substance living. Faith is a substance, y'all. Faith is not reckless hope that, well, I'm just going to convince myself that God is for me and wants to use me today or wants to speak to me today. No way. Uh Uh-uh. It's something tangible. It's something of substance. And so as I was praying that this morning, y'all, I just felt the gift of faith coming to me. Literally. So we're talking about, well, it's not not about emotion. It's not about feeling. It's about faith. All right, well, when that gift of faith started rising up in my spirit, man, y'all, I'm like, I'm just repeating, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's the life of the Psalms. Oh, Lord, be near. Don't withdraw your hand from me. Don't turn away from me. I'm lifting up clean hands and a pure heart, I'm contrite, I'm broken, I've done all these things, I'm consecrating myself, I'm setting myself apart, I'm lifting up holy hands, I'm clean, I'm washed, not just ceremonially, but like for real, I'm not placing my eyes upon any other idols. I'm not living according to my flesh, so Lord, I've, I've done my part. You know, and like, can we just say that? That's something I'm going to talk about in great measure with a, with a thorough teaching soon, I believe, if it comes together. The consecrated life, y'all. The priesthood life looks like something. It sounds like something. It has an aroma to it that it gives off. It is a set-apart priestly ordered life. Seat of our pants, Christianity must die. We have a responsibility to approach eternal Yahweh God. That has never changed. The means, yes. The pattern, absolutely no. Rock solid, sure. We must come a certain way. And I know I talk about that a lot in different ways. Yes, that's no new topic. But I do believe there needs to be some clarification on the priestly role, our role. As those in Yeshua Messiah. There's things for us to tend to. So today, friends, what are you setting your mind on? Are you waiting to hear? Are you positioned to receive? Like, will you have set apart time today to commune with the eternal Yahweh God? Like I said and I think it was the last episode, imagine your son, imagine your wife, your daughter, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your parents, whoever's in your life on a daily in a daily routine. Imagine just getting up, going about your day alongside them now. Your pet, I don't know, this could cross every every relational boundary. What if you just neglected them all day long and when they spoke to you, looked at you, asked you a question, you didn't stop to communicate with them. We are communicative beings, y'all. We have been created to communicate, first and foremost, with our Creator. Let's reestablish the Garden of Eden reality of people who commune with the Creator. Because, y'all, we have been given more than enough to believe. For those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who, we, who are in Yeshua Messiah, we have been born again, born of the water and born of the Spirit, and we are actually dwelling in the kingdom that He now sits upon, ruling and reigning as absolute preeminent King. If that is, in fact, you, and as I will say every time, you must know that. I'm not asking if you're a Christian American. I'm not asking if you're a good, upstanding, moral Republican. That's just a bunch of mess and hogwash. That means nothing. Social Jesus means nothing. Relevant Christian means nothing. We're talking about the eternal identity of who you are. Not some fruit-based reality that any man can do apart from being in Christ Jesus. We're talking about something unseen that becomes an outflow and does have fruit on the tree, but the tree must first be what? Planted by the stream of the water, the living water reality. If that is in fact who you are, you must be communing with your Creator. You must let the roots go into the living water to be fed, to be nourished, to be told what to become. And friends, I'm so encouraged. We've been given every single thing. It's been recorded for us to remember. There is plenty before us. By God's goodness, His grace, His compassion... His immeasurable desire that none should perish, Himself, He has been poured out in a measure more than sufficient to bring you close and to keep you and to hold you, to preserve you, to sustain you, to supply you, to satisfy you. Everything is in Him. It's in Him. It's in Him. So friends, be blessed today in places unseen, more so than even in the natural. Yes and amen, may we have everything we need, needs to be met, sicknesses to be healed, deliverances to be had, yes and amen. But may we go deeper than that. May we go deeper than that today. And literally be found leaning upon our beloved in complete dependence. Our hope is in him. My hope isn't in myself today, friend. I hope it's not in yours either. I hope yours is not found in yourself. There has been enough revealed, enough written, and enough now extended to bring us all into faith in Yeshua Messiah, Christ Jesus, the King. Amen.